0: It's almost game time, and you're going Inside the Lockers with JC and D-Hawk on 91.5 KUNV, broadcasting live from the campus of UNLV. Good morning, and welcome to Inside the Lockers. We are uh, just overcoming a moment of technical difficulties, but we are here at 91.5 KUNV. Uh, Happy Sunday to all. We come to you every Sunday live from the campus of UNLV talking about sports and more on the station that brings you jazz and more. when you're traveling make sure you download the mobile app on either Android or your iPhone. Uh, getting right into it this morning we have another NFL Sunday. the WNBA playoffs have begun and the Major League Baseball playoffs picture is shaping. have a few teams out of clinched and a couple of. Uh spot still open. Uh, I'm your host, JC. Speaking with you this morning, let's get right into some uh, some do's and don'ts in the baseball world. The San Diego Padres, once considered probably a uh, strong contender, uh, and it was in the playoff picture. A lot of things happen after the All-Star break. Uh, the Mets, who were in first place, will not make the playoffs. The Padres, who were firmly entrenched at least as a wild card, will not make the playoffs. And that's why you, you have to play all the games. The St. Louis Cardinals uh, are in the midst of a uh, historic 15-game winning streak, still have not lost, and they have firmly uh, put themselves in a position with only about eight games to play. I think they have a five-game lead, so uh, mathematically not officially clinched, but looks like they will be the wild card along with the Dodgers, who are definitely in the playoffs but still have uh, aspirations of winning the division. They are locked up in a battle with the San Francisco Giants, who have just been a team that everybody has been waiting to collapse, You know, weren't really picked to do what they're doing this year, going to win over 100 games. uh, But they just haven't gone away. And although other teams have improved at the all-star break, certainly the Dodgers, uh, Max Scherzer, great pitcher, also got a couple of bats in the lineup too. Uh, Trey Turner, the shortstop, picked up uh from the nationals. Just uh, amazingly San Francisco made very little movement and just has ridden with that team all year long. The WNBA playoffs have, have also uh begun. Uh there will be a second round uh games today, but the Liberty uh who kind of backed into the playoffs after the Sparks couldn't win a spot and the Mystics couldn't win a spot and the Hawk and I spoke about that last week after the tiebreaker happened. The Liberty clinched and then put up uh, quite a performance uh, against uh, Phoenix, but could not overcome Brittany Griner, uh, and they were able to move on, setting up a great showdown today against the Seattle Storm. Between them, they have seven WNBA titles. However, the controversy was that uh, perhaps Sabrina Ionescu was fouled toward the end there. So we're you know eager to see this. Uh, uh, Phoenix-Seattle matchup for Hoop fans. Unfortunately, two of the best players, uh, certainly this year, but you know historically uh, for the Phoenix-Mercury, there'll be uh, no Deanna Taurasi, and for the Seattle uh, Storm, there will be no Brianna Stewart, uh, both battling injuries. So while it will be a historic matchup, two of the historic players uh, will not be a part of it. The uh, guests we're going to have today calling in at about 715 is going to be one of the legendary uh, WNBA players, uh, Cappy Pondexter, who has played for the Aces. Uh, Cappy is uh, proudly was just named one of the top thirty W well, not only WNBA but female basketball players of all time and influential players. And she has uh, multiple titles of uh, multiple All Star appearances, and certainly uh, a friend of Hawk and I personally and uh, very excited to have her share her opinion with the WNBA and how that league has kind of grown through the years as well as you know insights to you know being, being a professional basketball player when she was in the league you know she was required to kind of really have uh, other opportunities after the WNBA because you had to make that salary that way but however the league now has had some collective bargaining talking about some of the first few weeks of the NFL. So one of the early matchups that people had circled on the calendar is happening t- today, and that's uh, the Rams and the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, both teams come in undefeated. I think a lot of people felt the Rams, who were in the Super Bowl just a couple years ago, uh, were missing that dynamic quarterback. And certainly after the first couple of games, Matthew Stafford looks like he has filled that position quite nicely. Uh, Of course, uh, the most dynamic quarterback probably in the history of the NFL uh, resides in Tampa, and that is Tom the Go Brady. Right now, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and uh, Rams will be matching up today. And, of course, you know, it's certainly too early to project uh, what's going to be a matchup to go to the Super Bowl, but both teams are already showing that they have the talent to get there as long as they obviously stay healthy. So it'll be a fun one to watch. Also, uh, one of the things that's been very fun uh, during uh, football is we've had the Manning brothers and the Manning brothers are announcing on weekends. I'm sorry, on the, rather on the uh, Monday Night Games. And it's been really fun to watch. I mean, to listen to two great quarterbacks who are brothers. So there's that element of kind of familiarity, there's the element of kind of fun, all that stuff. So uh, although they are um, very much uh, legendary quarterbacks, there's a lot of kind of just I think, a regular guy talk, if you will, uh, about watching a game. And, and, of course, they've had some uh, guests come on and you know, to hear some of the football players that come on and also be a little bit of it themselves. I just think it's a tremendous concept. It's been really great. Uh, there's been a lot of positive uh, reaction to it and it's been, uh, it's been enjoyable. I know they only signed up for about uh, 10 of the games out of all 17 on the Monday night and Thursday nights, but after a couple of uh, performances so far, i say it's a winner. We're trying to get there as well. We're trying to entertain, and uh, you know, sometimes when you see something new or you hear something new, it's, uh, it, it, it's very exciting because sometimes you think you've heard it all, you've seen it all, and then something comes up in entertainment or in sport. And that's why we watch sport. We watch sport it because it's it's the greatest reality show. Just to never know what's going to happen. Uh, the other day, I was watching a high school game. A team was down twenty four points with a minute eleven. And if you think I'm making this up, Google it. So a high school team, uh, and it actually involved it involved our own uh, Bishop Gorman. So Bishop Gorman is a high school team. Here in Nevada, who is uh, very popular as a powerhouse in all their sports, but certainly uh, their football team, uh, perennially one of the best, had a 24-point lead against a team from Arizona with a minute and 11 left. Yes, that's right, a minute and 11 left, and lost. And it's just incredible. Uh, touchdown onside kick, touchdown onside kick, onside kick. Two point conversion and, and, and it happens and it was just something I had never seen before. But that's again that's why we tune in because it, it really is truly the best uh, the best reality uh, on TV so um I'm, or or radio as as it may be. And I remember listening to uh, Nick's games and games from uh, certainly Marv Albert, one of the greatest ever do it a great radio voice, and he just was so colorful and and that's that's the beauty of radio is that sometimes. It can give you an experience beyond television. It's something that we're, we're excited about doing this show every week, and if you haven't been listening to us, we're excited to join us every Sunday, and we want to know what you think about the upcoming uh, season. And certainly the baseball playoffs are uh, a part of the year that I've always enjoyed uh, because that's when baseball just kind of is so fun. I know that sometimes baseball people feel are long games and they lag on. You know, how could a one nothing game or a 2-1 game which you get a lot of in the playoffs because you get those great pitching matchups, but that's just the pressure of it. With each inning, with each person on base, where you know the pitchers are kind of locking teams up. You know who's going to get that surprise hit? Who's going to get that surprise shot? You know it's 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 made heroes out of uh, unlikely players, players that were supposed to be always delivering. Uh, Alex Rodriguez uh, wore that label. Uh, Dave Winfield wore that label where, you know, October rolled around and they just couldn't uh, produce the way they had produced all year long. And people felt, you know, a certain way about that, you know, choke artist or, you know, can't win the big one, those kinds of things. And then you have guys in the Hall of Fame like Derek Jeter, uh, you know, who uh, was not only a great player during the regular season, but, you know, Reggie Jackson, another player who comes to mind, the nickname Mr. October. You know, just that uh, when they did come on board to the playoffs, it was uh, it was incredible uh, because they just seemed to take it up a notch. And certainly, Cappy Pondex was someone who lived that. I mean, she was someone who always performed greatest when the lights were on, as well as you know, uh, one of the greatest of all time, as we already mentioned. So, Cappy will be calling in. Hey, Cap. So, uh, to all you listening out here in Vegas and across the USA, I'd like to welcome in great friend of the show of D. Hawk and myself, Cappy Pondexer, one of the best to ever do it on the hard word, male or female, I will say. Uh, let's not put her in that box of just a uh, female player. Cappy was straight up hooper. Uh, also happens to possess one of the greatest smiles uh, of anybody walking <laughs> walking the planet. I don't want to embarrass her, but if you've ever seen Cappy smile, uh, you know just lights up a room. I never had that. I have, I'm a little jealous, I must admit. You know, just that that perfect smile. Cap, certainly welcome to the show. And my first question is: Have you ever played in a game where, in the middle, something unexpected like maybe lights or you know backboard breaking? Uh, I know back in the day, obviously uh, on the men's side, you know, Dr. Duncan Stein, uh, dowel dog Dawkins, uh, you know, in the game, and the game gets delayed. Has has that ever happened to you, Cap?
1: Well, thanks for having me. And no, I've I've never experienced any technical difficulties. Uh, as such, thank God. It happens this day, and and, and it's quite all right. You know, you just got to keep moving
0: on. you just got to keep moving on. Well, I'll tell you, one of the things that is really uh, a challenge, when you have that tremendous tension in the game, and then maybe like a scoreboard or a light or the shot clock stops working, and we, again, we've all seen that on national television during basketball games where, you know, the scoreboard goes out or something, and then this has happened. And, you know, that moment where there's going to be a five, ten-minute delay, it can really be challenging because that intensity is up and all of a sudden you're kind of in game mode and then something kind of, you know, challenges you to to stay locked in to stay focused. And certainly, you know, recalling that NFL game I was mentioning, uh, people famously remember that the Ravens were totally dominating the San Francisco 49ers. And then, of course, you know, after the uh, delay, you know the the Ravens had you know people considered lost their edge, and the forty niners came all the way back, making one of the memorable Super Bowls, although of course the Ravens did uh hold out but uh, I don't know what your availability is, but normally it's a two person show and so we can get hawk i hope uh, I hope we have you for a little bit this morning but uh one of the things I wanted to uh speak with you about, and again, thank you so much for joining us during this time of year it's an exciting time of year during. Well, actually, it's not true, right? Because the uh, WNBA playoffs are only happening this time of year because they were pushed back because of the Olympics, right? Mostly they would have been over by now. This, the season was extended because the WNBA uh, paused for the Olympics. What, what'd you, what were your thoughts on that, uh, Cap, to allow the women who were you know, either playing for our country or even women who were you know, uh, playing for their, their, their national teams uh you know, the overseas players. I thought it was the right move. I I think it brings more awareness to those players. It also allows players to play for their uh home country, although it did push the WNBA to go head to head against football, which any sport really, that's not just the W NBA, you know, that's a losing proposition because of how dominant uh football has been. What do you think, Cap? You think they made the right call, uh extending or do you think uh so that the women who are playing in the playoffs and the championship you know, really would have had the summer to themselves, sports-wise, except maybe for regular season baseball. What do you think there, Cap?
1: Uh, It always happens. Um, I had the opportunity to, to do the Olympic sports, the Olympic games, and, and they caused it at the same time before. So it, it's highly likely that it happens all the time. It's just a matter of what it, it has to go up against uh, when it's time to resume. And obviously football is here, and like you said, it's a tough sport for anybody to to go against, not just women's basketball. I think it, it got a lot of visibility still. People are still tuned into the game and the playoffs, so it's still a positive mark that's happening uh, in women's basketball.
0: I agree, and and I think and I think you you actually raise a very good point there. Just because there are a lot more uh, sports eyeballs that you know really kind of lock in over the summer, I think that's when people feel certainly the networks for television shows. I've always ran reruns over the summer because that's when they feel people are out of school, they're traveling, not as many people watch TV from just a Nielsen number. And then, of course, when September rolls back around, school rolls back around, everybody's kind of back as being at home. And that's when all the primetime TV shows start. And certainly that's when the NFL starts. So the fact that there are a lot more uh, just sports fans in general, and now you have the WNBA finals. I'm sorry, playoffs, We're not at the finals yet, but the playoffs going on, I, I think there can be a lot to be said to enhancing and expanding uh, viewership because I've always been a fan of the, the women's game. Uh, people call it uh, a more purist form of basketball. I think that is even a slight because what they're saying is like, you know, the uh, athleticism in the men's game uh, takes away from the – Uh, the artistry of the foundation of the game. But I I completely disagree. I think that obviously the game still comes down to, uh, you know, making that great pass, you know, utilizing your teammates. I think we've seen it time and time again that teams that are a one-person show uh, don't make it all the way. I mean, you look at a team like the Milwaukee Bucks, who have the great player in Giannis Antetokounmpo, but certainly, you know, they had not gone this far until they brought in you know, uh, Holiday, and of course, you know Chris Middleton is a great player. They had some great role players, and, and I think even you know you look at Michael Jordan. Obviously, he had to always have you know those next pieces. You know, the Robins and the, uh, certainly Scotty. You know, uh, his wingman through all of it, uh, and then obviously LeBron, who was an incredible talent, uh, was able to get the Cavaliers. You know, to the uh, finals, but never really kind of got over the hump until, of course, you know, had the, the trio of Bosch and Wade, and uh, even with the, the Lakers, um, you know, had AD. So, uh, Cap, I've always been a fan of the women's game because of the, uh, the style of basketball, but when you hear that kind of thing, like it's more of a purist game, do you think they're not acknowledging just how athletic and how talented the women are overall? almost like kind of like a backhanded compliment type of thing? What are, you, what are your thoughts on that?
1: No, I don't take it as such. I think that for at one point before women started dunking that you really didn't see us play above the rim. So you saw us play the game in a very pure form. And I think right. that's what they compliment and that's what they remember most. But now that women are starting to play above the rim, that it's starting to change now. I think the views are starting to change. People are starting to see the women's game in a whole different light now.
0: Well, I agree. And I've always enjoyed it. And, of course, Brittany Griner, you know, not the only woman who dunks, but, you know, certainly dunks with regularity, even has uh, a nice uh, YouTube clip of, like, all her dunks kind of strung together. Also, I think one of the things that has always, you know, amazed me is you know the shots in traffic and I think that's you know something that you were always uh known for your ability to make the tough basketball shot. You know, I think a lot of people when I, when I say it is an insult I guess what I'm saying is like you know you have to have this kind of pass the ball around and get it to the open look, which is of course what we all want. We all want the you know the wide open look, nobody in front of us and sometimes those are the easiest ones that that are missed, but when I see the pure game. And I agree with you that I guess what people are talking about is above the rim, not above the rim, but some of the hanging shots, some of the the shots and one with the body, the athletic body control, and then still able to make the hoop. Those are the things that I've seen. You know, you know, on do, and of course, Dejan Troski won't be playing. uh... Certainly, Asia Wilson does a great job of that. And I know that you, of course, were known for that. You were able to get in traffic. Of course, uh... you know there's. Even there's been YouTube videos and clips of you playing against the men and not just holding your own but showing out. You know, because that's, that's the thing about basketball is that if you have the talent, you have the talent. That's one of the things we did. Uh, for those you who don't know, we did a game last year of uh, WNBA players against um, ex-NBA players, and the name of it was called Who Quality Talent Has No Gender. And when you're talking about you know the sport of basketball, um, it is not gender related. Uh, it is certainly can you dribble, can you shoot, can you pass? do You know the game, and I think that's what that's what draws in me because if you like hoop, that's it, and that that that's that's the beauty of the game. Have you been watching any of the NBA playoffs and uh, any thoughts on you know obviously the first round game where you know the Liberty uh, kind of. We're a team that people didn't think were going to make much uh, this season and then did uh, work their way into the playoffs when the Mystics and the Sparks couldn't, couldn't secure a spot uh, and then certainly had a chance to uh, upset but didn't. I, I think a lot of people felt there was a foul there at the end of the game. Have you been watching any of the WNBA playoffs this year, Cap?
1: Uh, Yeah, I've been tuned in. I've been tuned in into the first round of the single elimination
0: games. <laughs> yep, and I, I know that there's, uh, there's uh, the other uh, single elimination today. So for those of you who are not following WNBA regularly but will follow the playoffs, eight teams make it. The top two get a double bye, and the remaining six teams, they'll play, and they'll play down again until there's only two teams left, and then the two bye teams come in, and then those four have a semifinal where both series are best out of five. Cap, you've won a couple of titles. How nerve wracking is it in the playoffs where, you know, it's it's that one and done, and would you like to see in the future the first round go to a best out of three?
1: Well, when I when I was playing and we won, we didn't have a single elimination games. We did the best out of three.
0: Yeah, I remember that actually. Now that now that you're saying it, I remember when they first started out, it was best out of three, best out of three. What was the reason for the change? Was it strictly monetary with the networks, or was it, um what's your opinion? Do you think they did the right thing going to, uh, and I thank you for correcting me, because as you were saying it, I, I kind of recall that.
1: I think because they started playing in the bubble, they changed the format uh, then, okay. and they just kind of stuck with it. I think they said something about the fan base enjoys watching a single elimination games more than they did the best of three. In the first right. couple rounds, and that's why they stuck
0: to it. Well, it's very similar to Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball never used to be uh, the single game, and now when they added the extra wild card spot, you play that one game. And certainly, uh, because it is so, you know, filled with uh, drama. Because you know, winning, win or go home is that great tagline in all sports. Uh, even in the um, the NBA, right? They have added. Uh, they had. Ad- they had added that play-in game. Uh, which I think uh, they're going to keep. And again, that one game kind of uh, to, to get in, which uh, was uh, also part of it, was to try and eliminate teams tanking uh, at the end. So, uh, obviously, monetarily for the league, you know, the more games that are televised, the more games that are in arenas, uh, but for the fan, I agree with you. I think it is definitely just a much more heightened sense of, uh, you know, the, the, the winner go home factor you You've been you know very fortunate to play uh, on some championship teams and you know all star I know one of your teammates uh Tamika Catchings was uh, elected to the Hall of fame uh, gave a great speech recently they came out with a list of uh top thirty most influential and important, which again is another level of just you know, quote-unquote, the best statistically of women basketball players of all time. and You were on that list, and congratulations for being on that list. When you see these lists of, you know, the greatest of all time and your name is on it, something that you're uh, excited about, something that you've kind of had all these accolades accolades, uh, all the time, and it's just another compliment, or, uh, of course, I don't know what I've been the greatest at uh, other than... I talk a lot, and now I have a radio <laughs> now I have a radio show. But you know, certainly not at your level uh, of greatness, uh, Cap. Congratulations! And what does it mean to be spoken about as one of the top thirty of all time, uh, ever, uh, professional women basketball players?
1: Oh, thank you, Jerry. Uh, it means a great deal. Um, I never take anything like that for granted because um, it shows that all the hard work that I put into the game is a reflection and something that they gave back to me. From all of my hard work, so I appreciate it, and uh, it's something that I can cherish forever.
0: Well, uh, yeah, and certainly that's the whole thing—the hard work. Because to get to a level where you could be a professional in anything, obviously there's some some talent there, but you know, it, talent isn't enough. It takes the hard work, and then once you get there, to kind of continue to work. I mean, people even, you know, famously remember, you know, certain like Jordan, you know, coming into the league. You know, people question would he be a great shooter, and certainly uh, by the time all was said and done, you know, some of his greatest highlights is some of his shooting prowess, just someone who worked and worked. But, you know, Cap, one of the things that I thought was interesting is Candace Parker has a commercial out right now where there's a lot of different athletes uh, speaking, that, you know, before you they reveal that it's her, they're naming all the things that she had done, you know. And as you see these commercials now, Acknowledging, you know, the different levels of success of the professional women athlete, and then obviously, even in the big three, you know, Hawks League, where Lisa Leslie, you know, another former WNBA great, has, you know, coached a team to a title. Of course, last year with hoopla, you know, you were uh, an analyst and did a great job on television, and I know that uh, Ann Meyer, uh, voice of the Mercury. More and more as women continue to uh, ascend in all levels of sport, is this something that is a basically an equality thing where people say, okay, we have to, or is it just more people recognizing uh, the talent is there? Because I know one of the more famous and controversial things that happened uh, this year was when uh, Rachel Nichols who, you know, was commenting about Maria Taylor, who does an incredible job, and I think you know really earned her way, and everyone felt she earned her way to be part of the playoffs, uh, speaking with the, the the NBA pregame show. And certainly her comments went, went public, and uh, now she's uh, not even uh, going to be doing the jump anymore. And certainly Maria Taylor moved on to better things. But when you see all of this accolades for the great players, including yourself, is this something that's important? Because I know Hawk was actually going to talk about it today on the view from the Hawk Nest that... the uh, the prominence and the comeuppance of not just the woman athlete, but the woman athlete who's now getting more and more opportunities um, in sports media. What do you think? Is it just something that uh, you think networks are doing to be politically correct? Or is it just tremendous talented women who are uh, earning? I mean, I think, you know, I, I know the answer to this, but what, what are your thoughts on it, Cap?
1: I think it's just women are getting more opportunities to showcase their prowess and showcase that they're not just one-dimensional, that they can do other things just as well as anybody else on, on the face of this earth. I think women who are finishing up their careers are starting to uh, navigate into their their field of what they're interested in. And it happens to be broadcast, and it happens to be a whole array of different, different things that are still among sports. So I think it's great. Um, and I, I'd love to see more women be a part of the sports spectrum.
0: I, I agree. And, and and not only even really uh, sport, too. Right? I think one of the more fascinating stories, which, you know, got a little bit of publicity, and this is something I know that Ann Meyer and I have spoken about, uh, that I think that, uh, and I agree with you 100%, I think women are obviously showing all of their talents more because they're just given an opportunity. I think that, you know, that's that's half the battle. I mean, you have to give somebody... An opportunity so that you can experience their gifts and their talents. Obviously, if you just put somebody into a box and say, "Hey, you know," obviously, we're, you know, talking to LeBron James, shut up and dribble. You know, that whole controversy, and certainly LeBron James is a successful business person. He's uh, he's an advocate. He's someone who uh, has accomplished a great deal off the court, and certainly he uh, is not uh, filled with controversy in his life. So for any athlete to be kind of put into that box, but I think women, uh, we not given those chances. I, I know that there's been barriers broken down here and there. I know that Jackie McMullen, who was a famous, you know, athlete in her own right and then became her, uh, a journalist and has recently just retired from the SBN. You know, she's someone who broke down some barriers, but I just think more and more, uh, to your point as, as women are doing, you know, what they want to do and showcase. And one of the things I think that's a fascinating story I was about to mention is Maya Moore. I mean, Maya Moore, probably one of the greater talents, both college and pro, and then, you know, became committed to writing wrong, uh, someone who, you know, wrongly committed and then then in prison and not only got him out, I, I think there are a couple now, but I just think, you know, how fascinating that is for someone to have saw so much of a part of what they wanted to do and committed themselves to it even in the face of you know whether it was criticism or, or disappointment maybe not criticism disappointment because those players who obviously were teammates with her and wanted her talent so that they obviously could be the best team possible fans who enjoyed watching her but when you see those kind of commitments cap uh, with someone like yourself who when you've seen things that aren't the right way in our society You've been not shy, which I really respect, to voice your concerns about, you know, hey, you know, there's a better community, there's a better society out there for us, and uh, I'm going to call you out on it. You've been, you know, in social media, different ways, you've been making sure that, you know, all voices are heard, and as an athlete that has your platform, any thoughts about, you know, the athlete who has been criticized, male or female, not taking a stand uh, as opposed to the athlete, or is it just kind of in each uh, personal preference? Do the athletes have a responsibility to use that platform to speak out, or is it really just uh, each case-by-case basis what the person feels who they want to be?
1: I think it's just a matter of, like, who and what a person wants to be, because everybody can handle that pressure.
0: That's a a great word. yeah. Yeah, I mean right now we obviously saw, you know, one of the more fascinating things that happened at the Olympics uh with Simone Biles, someone who has incredibly talented and in success. I thought, you know, there's a lot of criticism about courage. I thought she showed incredible courage with all the sponsors and all the people that had expectations of her for her to say, "Listen, I'm not right mentally at this moment and even though, you know, I know what you all want from me, it's not best for me." And as much as I want to compete, and I've competed at a high level before. I'm not, you know, going to be out there until I know that I'm right, body and mind. And I I thought it was a very courageous thing. And then the other thing she did was she inspired other uh, athletes, but especially, you know, gymnasts, to come forward and say, you know, I would have never performed, you know, that day, but I felt like I had to. And I'm so glad that Simone is speaking out and setting a, a tone and a precedent where people can feel more comfortable and, obviously, Naomi Osaka, another one on tennis. When you're watching these women who have already experienced incredible success and handling the pressure, and now they're having the courage to say, I'm not right, I'm not where I want to be, I know what you all expect of me, I'm going to not compete, Um, and, you know, criticism be damned, because this is my life. When you see these kinds of um, public... Uh, act, I think, acts of courage in sport, uh, especially with a more and more acceptance that mental health is every bit as important as physical health. Uh, what are your thoughts for, uh, you know, sport, both men and women, uh, but especially women uh, moving forward, where if a person isn't right, they can sit out again?
1: I mean, like you said, I agree that, you know, just as important as physical health, mental health is just as important, if not the most important aspect because it's always been mind over matter. It's always been your mind is stronger than than anything. So if your mindset isn't right, then there's no way that you can perform at your top level. So I think it's important when these athletes are starting to speak out about their mental health, because for me, it's always been important. I've been an advocate of mental health since the very beginning of my career. And it's just, I feel happy and elated that, many athletes are starting to speak out about it and not look at it as a form of something that should be looked down upon, you know, because right, a it's important that, uh, I, I think it's the our mental health.
0: Yeah. Cap, I agree with you so much, uh, and, and you have always been that person. That's why I wanted to bring that to the, to the public eye, because, you, you know, you have always had tremendous success. And a lot of times um, when someone is very, very successful, And they speak about, uh, and again, Hawk and I have spoken about on this show, you know, it's like when somebody is really, really um, fitting what everybody wants you to be, and then you speak about, you know, race relations, you speak about, I just watched an incredible documentary on Muhammad Ali, who I've always been a fan of, uh, God rest his soul, the greatest. But, you know, for those of you who are young listeners, you know, and you only know the name, Uh, Just quick and briefly, Muhammad Ali, who at the time was, you know, world champion and, uh, you know, basically wore the heavyweight crown. I mean, just think about how big UFC is now. Uh, Boxing was uh, twice that, and to be the heavyweight champion of the world uh, was royalty in this country. And when they tried to draft him uh, for the Vietnam War, they didn't just tell him that, you know, if he doesn't go he'll be stripped of his boxing license, his ability to box, but he will be thrown in jail for five years (laughs) and even playing $10,000, which, of course, you know, back then, you know, certainly a lot of money. He basically said, listen, I'm holding to my principles, you know, not only I'm a Muslim and I'm a man of peace and uh, I am not going as a, you know, conscientious uh, objector, but even more importantly, he spoke out, you know, which uh, I think ruffled a lot of uh, people's feathers and, you know, tough on them, when he said, you want me to go fight for rights you know, halfway around the world, when as a black man here in America, I don't have any rights, and you won't even give me my rights here, and, and you're the, you want me to go fight in your behalf. That's very powerful stuff, because that's the ha- kind of thing that could can end a career after the fact, and uh, certainly at the time, he drew tremendous criticisms, even from, again, people within his own race. One of the more pro- uh, well-known meetings took with uh, you know, Kareem Abdul jabbar and, and, and Jim Brown. So you know, they wanted to understand uh, Bill Russell of course was there at that meeting, they wanted to understand, you know, why was he doing this? You know, is he making it tougher on all of us? And after that meeting they all basically emerged from it saying, Hey listen, I mean, Muhammad's got it right. So not only to stand up in the face of your own career, but to stand up in the face of uh, your own kind of uh, pressure when you're wearing the mantle. I think the opposite side of that is people feel like Tiger Woods, for all of his greatness, has not spoken out enough with his platform. So, uh, Cap, when an athlete has to make that choice between career and what is maybe not what people want to hear, I know you've always you know, leaned to the ladder where, listen, I'm a great player, but my, who I am comes first, and that's why I think a lot of people respect you I know I have always have, but maybe, Cap, do you think it's hurt you in your post-career because, again, you're someone who maybe not is going to fit into that box that people want to put people into?
1: I'm not sure. I don't play sports anymore, so it really doesn't even really matter to me in that aspect of uh, what people think in terms of... Uh, what, about
0: like, uh, opportunities. what about like opportunities after sports where people are either being hired for... I mean, you did a color analyst on our game. Of course, you know the game as well as anybody, and I've listened. Of course, I watched that broadcast. You know, after I was there live when it happened. Uh, just, yeah, I mean, of course, there's autograph signings. There's all those kinds of things that are attached to sports post career, that you know, athletes uh, obviously don't want to hurt their, um, you know, you know, hurt hurt their potential. But uh, obviously, you're enjoying, you know, your your life after basketball. So I'm just I'm just wondering if you feel like an outspoken athlete yourself or otherwise, whether it be yourself is sometimes compromised with their uh, opportunities because they're someone who are vocal about um uncomfortable topics.
1: I don't know. Like honestly, like for me, like I just feel that it's important that you you say how you feel. You speak about how you yep. feel. Um yep. it's important that you stick to that because it holds true to who you are. And at the same time, you know, life, life happens. And with life happening, people are going to gravitate towards you regardless, no matter what they feel. And I think that's the positive thing that you should take out of, of it because not everybody's going to like you. Not everybody's going to respect your opinion. Not everybody's going to value who you are as a person, regardless of what you say and who you are. I think it's just important that you remain true to who you are. And, yeah, there are a lot of opportunities that are still arising uh, for me outside of basketball. Right. Um, but the, for me, the most important thing is uh, just remaining true to who I am.
0: Which you've always done. And, and and also, for those of you listening, please listen to the great words that Cappy is saying right now. We, I know we have a lot of young fans uh, who listen. I think that's first and foremost, as long as you can look yourself in the mirror and be who you are, I think, you know, that is something that you can put your head on the pillow at night uh, because you're you're right. You're not going to please everybody. You know what I mean? So, I mean, if if an athlete is speaking out, they're not pleasing their sponsors, Uh, you know, maybe even uh, their own teammates because they're bringing spotlight where they're just trying to focus on the season. And then if they're focusing only on the season where people feel, Hey, this is a cause that we need your voice, and you're like, I'm kind of, you know, I'm just locked in, I'm doing what I'm doing. Then, of course, there could be a community, you know, who needs you to speak out on their behalf, and you're not, who feels like you're kind of betraying them. It is something that I think the way to fix all of that is first and foremost be true to who you are, like you just said, and then I think you just make your, your way accordingly. Life is fluid. Things change. Right now, uh, people are speaking about mental health. People are acknowledging the greatness of female athletes and all their accomplishments. People are acknowledging that you can have a voice um, and not be perfect and still be respected. But, Cap, uh, do you watch other sports? Uh, Were you a fan of other sports when you were playing, when you were on the road and had a travel day or something like that? Did you, you know, tennis, uh, football, baseball, uh, was there anything, or was it just for you uh, 100% hoops? And then uh, now in your post career, um, don't really uh, engage in sports that much. What's what's your free time and uh, sports viewership look like?
1: Uh, I've always been a fan. My dad was a fan of like baseball and football, so I've always I've always watched it with him. And now that like my my career is over with, we we tend to watch a lot of like football together.
0: Who's the football team that you pull for?
1: Uh, nobody in particular. I just like watching great football games.
0: Absolutely. And the odds been, there's been several of them. You know, that's, that's kind of the thing uh, with the Monday night game or the Thursday night game. You know, sometimes these games uh, get out of whack. But, you know, the, uh, the Tampa Bay-Dallas game, which kicked off the season, was incredible. Uh, you had the Raiders and the Baltimore Ravens game. I don't know if you saw that wacky ending a couple of weeks ago. Uh, that was a great one. And as I mentioned, worth just seeing her smile. <laughs> yeah, bro, I, I just want just to just leave you with this. How often um, do you get, I mean, you know that your smile is different, right? Like it's just, it, because again, the, the one thing that you can't, I mean, some people improve upon it. People get braces, things like that. But you just have that, like if I drew it. Like that's what I want a smile to look like. Just lights up a room. Just do you, do you get that a lot? Have you heard that throughout your career? Like you know, because again, sometimes someone has beautiful eyes, or, or someone has you know incredible hair, or whatever it may be. You know, again, male or female, right? I mean, Jimmy Johnson of the you know famously had that hair that you know always locked in place. But have you heard that a lot, Cap, uh, about your smile?
1: Yeah, I have. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. that. That gives me confidence even more. No, but you
0: know it. I mean, you know, it's the funniest thing is that sometimes when someone has something, like sometimes you meet someone and they have, like, an incredible color eyes or just something, right? Uh, you know, it's just that trait that everybody instantly, you instantly recognize. like when that person walks into the room. And I just remember the first time we met, because, you know, we met over the phone, you know, actually how Mandy Hawk introduced us. But, you know, I got to meet you. That's the beauty of it, too, Cap. I don't know if I ever told you this, but I became a fan of yours over the phone. I mean, obviously, you're a great talent and had seen some of your games without knowing it's you. Like, you're tuning into a game, you're just watching, oh, that's so and so, you know. But, uh, you know, the first time I got to, like, meet you in person, then I said, wow, that's that's like uh like a light bulb it's just so bright i am not uh surprised to hear that other people have told you that because it is unique it is well not unique it's one it's just one of a kind in that context but keep smiling cap uh it only brings joy to certainly me and anyone around you and we look forward to what's next for you is there anything that you are coming up that you while you have uh this forum anything you want to plug or anything you want to mention to or we just uh stay tuned in for what's next with Cappy Pondexter.
1: Just stay tuned for what's next? I'm just doing a lot of writing and reading um and just look forward to what's happening next into my life
0: Oh, well, I love it, and certainly I won't uh give it away, but I know some of the things you mentioned to me you were writing on some of the stories that you were working on, and I'm excited to see those things come to fruition. Thanks for joining us cap you. and uh see yep see see ya uh, uh in the next phase, but uh It's just a joy to have you today. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. That was Cappy Pondexter, uh, one of the greatest to ever do it, and certainly, you know, someone who has had the courage to speak up about when things aren't right, or even at moments when she hasn't been where she wants to be. Someone who's not afraid to say, hey, listen, I think we can all do better. And sometimes when people are saying things that are un- uncomfortable for other people to hear, they get muted. And Cappy's never been muted. And Certainly her smile is something that we all, we all can appreciate. And Her voice is a powerful one. Said a lot of wonderful things today, I hope. Our listeners are listening to it. Next week, we will have the baseball season uh, wrapped up, so we'll know exactly who is playing in the playoffs. And then also, the WNBA Best of Five would have begun. So um, we'll start seeing uh, those semifinals coming. Uh, today we got a great uh, week of football. Uh, certainly the Rams and the uh, Tampa Bay uh, matchup is the marquee game. People are looking at that as a potential NFC championship you know, preview. But a lot of other great games, as we mentioned, uh, Buffalo against Washington football team. My Giants trying to see if they can get a win uh, against the Falcons. Obviously both teams come in 0-2 Somebody will leave uh, with a with a win, and we want to give a shout out to Justin Schaefer, part of USA National B1 family. They continue to win. Georgia has won uh, their their fifth game, five and zero, beat Banville yesterday, sixty two nothing. So, thanks for tuning in, America and Las Vegas, and we look forward to having you as tune in to Inside the Lockers, seven a.m. to eight a.m. every Sunday, right here on ninety 91- one. Jazz and More. We bring you sports and more every Sunday from the beautiful campus of UNLV. You can download us on the mobile app or iPhone, and we will see you all next week. Have a great Sunday, everybody.